Like that? Tell the people that phony water is back. Like that? Tell the people that phony water is back. Like that? Tell the people that phony water is back. Welcome to another 49er Triumvirate episode. We have a lot to cover since that Thursday night football collapsed to the Titans. And the ruining of Christmas for us as well, unfortunately. That's that's how much we care about this team. Of course, we had a great time with family and gifts <laughs> and the Grinch and everything. But in the back of our minds, every once in a while, we'd remember the game and it would break our heart all over again. We had it. Anyway, we're going to touch on Jimmy G's poor performance. We, we won't keep any surprises. He single-handedly lost the game for us. We'll talk about John Lynch's subsequent like to a tweet. We'll get into the details of that. <laughs> of course, we got to talk about Jimmy G's injury, the surprise of this week, and whether Trey Lance will or should play versus the Texans. So here to help me speculate and remember names of players I usually don't forget, but I do for this podcast, my two siblings, Tony and Carlos. Que pasa, muchachos? Que pedo? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> All right, so no surprise, no secret. 49ers lost 20 to 17. Uh, we fought to eight and seven. The GPM was wrong, unfortunately, and it's trying to keep the same record as a team. It's also eight and seven. It did predict a close game. It was very close, like favored by two points, just like against Green Bay, and, and we, we failed to, uh, to take advantage during the game as well as we'll get into it. Um, this should have really been a game that the Niners – uh, won easily if they would have taken advantage of the opportunities just in the first half. <clears throat> Our chances to make the playoffs have dropped by 22% down to 59.5% per, per football outsiders, which apparently they've taken into account perhaps a quarterback change as well. Uh, so the 49ers do still control their own destiny, and we'll talk about the playoff scenarios uh, in the subsequent uh, conversation we'll have uh, for the Texans pregame. Uh, it can get kind of complicated there, but we'll try to keep it simple for everyone. Carlos had predicted a victory by the 49ers, 27-23. Tony predicted a victory 20-17. to The score was reversed there. Um, I predicted that we would lose to the Titans by three, just like we did. But of course, I was predicting a high um, scoring game, which didn't quite happen that way. So let's get into some reactions. It's been a while. It's since Thursday, almost a week since they played. So we've cooled off some. But if you guys can kind of go back to reach back to the memory that maybe your brain has buried deep somewhere. <laughs> we'll start with Tony. What was your reaction of the game? Uh, high level, Tony. Uh, it went kind of the way that I was expecting. Uh, like you just said, you know, my, my score prediction was right. I predicted kind of a more defensive game. Um, just too many missed opportunities by, by the 49ers and mainly by Jimmy G, which I know we'll get into, which, which ultimately cost us the game. Um, I, I don't put it on the defense. They played well enough and they, and they held them to only 17 points. And I believe for the first half actually shut them out. Um, so, you know, for, for a defense that's missing their, their starting corners and, um, with injuries there, they played pretty well. But like you said, it was just. A collapse at the end, one that we're all too familiar with losing in that fashion. You know, luckily we had some tamales, pozole, and tequila to to ease the pain. But overall, pretty disappointed. Carlos, your thoughts? Well, 
digging back in the memory bank of trauma. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just remember being very um, frustrated and I think uh, angry um, and finding myself just, you know, blaming Jimmy, but at the same time blaming Kyle because he's equally to blame. Uh, because, um, as you know, Paulo pointed out, the, we, we came out and we were shutting down the Titans defensively. I think their first four possessions went pump, 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 pump. And, you know, to, to only come away with 10 points and uh, just points were left, right? I mean, uh, just it was just horrible. I came away with a very disgusting feeling for Jimmy G. Just of just being so done with this Jimmy G era, and it gets even worse when you go on Twitter and you see you see people still defending him and saying <laughs> that yeah. oh you know like what what more did you want from him to do and like he it was just one of those games like no man I'm just tired of it already I'm just ready I'm so ready to move on uh, from Jimmy G just because I, I've come to accept what he is I think many people still don't don't see it I think people still believe that we can win the Super Bowl with him or I, I don't know what it is but um, I think something that you wanted to mention Pablo um, I'll, I'll guess I'll wait and see see if you mention it and if not I'll mention it but uh, just instant reaction frustrating and angry uh, with, with Jimmy and Kyle and just so done with Jimmy G already absolutely I agree with both of you <clears throat> my feelings that I remember again in the uh disappointed and traumatized uh, depths of the brain there, as you mentioned, just Jimmy G, once again, you know, even when people claim that he's had a great game, we've kind of praised them almost like a lukewarm praise because we really know like a back what he compliment. is. Because, <laughs> you know, if you guys are listening to us right now, you know, we call it like it is, you know, Jimmy G, like we say, is always Jimmy G. And, you know, he'll play well and he'll play bad. The main thing we say is, like, as long as Jimmy G doesn't fuck it up, yep. we'll be fine. Well, guess what he did in this game? He fucked it up. He he lost this game with his terrible interceptions. I also agree with the frustration <clears throat> from people j- defending Jimmy G, uh, you know, because the, in- the injury news came out. And now they're saying that's why he was having such a bad <laughs> game. I was like, oh, miss me with that bullshit, man. Wow. He was... You know, the injury, no one knew about it. He, he, And that's part of it as well. He didn't seem to tell anyone in the coaching staff about it. And and in the second half, to start the third quarter, they come out throwing the ball. And Jimmy G's claiming that he makes that throw most of the time. But no. th- that the injury affected his throwing motion and all this bullshit is like, come on, man. We've seen you throw that interception several times already. Yep. Not, not only that, so I, I will mention what, what I was thinking in my head was, this game on Thursday night primetime had very much a playoff feel to it. Yeah. Um, in the sense of there was so much writing, writing on this game. Um, you know, as we just previously mentioned, right. Our playoff our chances of making the playoffs, you know, did drop uh, not only that, but I think the Titans were also, you know, coming off a, an ugly loss. Uh, they were, they were, you know, looking to bounce back. And again, we had the upper hand. We were up. You know, ten zero. It could have, you know, could have been even more. At least seventeen, if not twenty one. Right. Yeah, not so. 21. So again, it, it had that feel where, like, we're guys, we're away. We're gonna be away in the playoffs if we make it. You know, we're 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 ahead. We're you know we we gotta you know keep it going. The stakes are high, and we just you know 
found a way, or I would say Jimmy G found a way to keep them in the game. And I mean, it, it, it was just, you know, a very frustrating performance because again, these are the type of games you can expect to see in the playoffs. It's going to be still yet at another level. And the Jimmy G we got is the Jimmy G that is, you know, it's a roller coaster. Jimmy's Jimmy, week in, week out. And another thing I want to say here is uh, the, to those saying or pointing to the injury, man, you better really miss me with that bullshit because, you know, even without knowing now that he had an injury, if you go back and look at that interception, he's made that exact same interception interception in the past. Yeah. Like, it's I, not shocking. It's not like, oh, that's why he threw that ugly pick because he got he was hurt. No, we've seen that from him before. Mm-hmm. That's his signature interception. Down the middle, high, or down the middle, just straight to the linebacker. That's a signature p- pick by Jimmy G. And there was one dropped, too, that was thrown right mm-hmm. to the Titans as well, as there usually is. Go ahead, Tony. You're, yeah, you're and, and I was going to say, it, it's kind of what we've been saying for the longest of time, and, and what I've been trying to say is he, Jimmy G is the same quarterback – week in week out win or lose it's it's only the it's it's up to the other team you know the good teams will take advantage just like the titans did and you know and that's what you saw in, in those interceptions and another one that that could have happened but you know these last couple of weeks we've been playing kind of shitty teams and so yeah. everybody's been been joining onto the the jimmy g train it, it's kind of like a, this vicious cycle someone posted like this this diagram yeah. oh yeah it was it was so accurate you know it was Jimmy G plays well against shitty teams, and then you know everybody just rides him again. And man, he's I'm telling you guys, he's the one. He's the one. And what happens, like as Carlos said, when we when we play a a team with with that's not, not only you know maybe playoff roster, but also a, a head coach that knows how to take advantage and that that knows you know what it takes to win. And that's what Mike Rabel brought. Yeah, and and. Jimmy stands, as we like to call him, will say, well, he put us in position to win at the end of the game. But as John Chapman, another podcaster, uh, likes to say is, you know, Jimmy G lights your house on fire and then <laughs> and then he puts it out with, you know, is he a hero? No, he put us in that bad situation, man. Exactly. That's a good analogy say that. right there. It is. That's why I had to borrow it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. No, I, I think. I, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, too, like, I, I think. What was was starting to irk me uh, about Jimmy G too was uh, as Tony was mentioning that that he tried to tough it out, he tried to stay in the game, and you know just you know like uh, in a way supposedly you know I'm gonna tough it out or whatever. But the, where did where is this all of a sudden coming from in terms of trying to tough it out? Because he's he's been out for less before. Yeah. Not only that, but man, like if you if you're the quarterback and you can't make a throw or you can't throw the ball and you throw an interception and you miss a wide open juice, I think at that point you're 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 well, go ahead. I was gonna say well the I think the juice throw that happened before the injury. And and you know what maybe Paulo will take us through right right now in a bit. I, t- from my knowledge, I know the injury happened in the second quarter. I think the juice throw was before that, right? I'm not. I'm not sure exactly um, if it was before or not, but. But um, I mean, but, in, in, in any case, though, right? An interception has happened after the injury. Yeah. So at some point, you know, if you really, you know, care about the team, care about winning, and so on, you, you kind of, you know, like, you have to realize as a player, like, shit, man, I'm, I'm, um, I'm hurting the team more. It's, it's hurting, and this. If you tr- believe what he said to be true, man, if I'm not hurt, I make that throw. Well, then f- 
fuck, man, get, you know, be honest and just, you know, that's the hardest thing to do right there is take yourself out of the game. But if you're going to do what's best for the team, come on, man. A few more things I want to add. You touched on it, Carlos, the wide open miss to Kyle use check for a touchdown. That one almost hurt more than some of the interceptions because that's as wide open as, as easy as a gimme throw um, in the NFL designed in the NFL. And I think, Someone pointed out on Twitter, Trey Lance made a similar throw to Debo yep. um, in the Cardinals game. And, you know, and it seemed like he might have underthrown him a bit. No, it was against, the, it it was was against the, the Seahawks. It was against the Seahawks. Seattle. So, so even uh, more so, even more so because that's his his, his first start his debut, his, yeah. his debut in the NFL coming in. Like and in that game, I was rewatching the highlights. He did look like a rookie, like his first game. Or someone yeah. playing quarterback that hadn't played in a very long time. He did look like a little bit like, I don't want to say deer in the headlights, but you can tell like he was jittery. Like he wasn't, you know, 100% calm as expected, right? You know, it's it's his rookie debut. Well, hold on, um, hold on. Let's keep it on Jimmy. Let's keep it on Yeah, Jimmy. yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, get to, we'll get to Lance right now. So a few more things I wanted to touch on, Jimmy. One, we talked about it off, off the podcast, of, of course, the lack of accountability from Jimmy. Um, you know, he doesn't say it was on me when clearly everyone knows that game was on him. He'll say, we messed up. We had a miscommunication. It's just, say, just put it on your shoulders, man. You know, like with Ayuk, he, he overthrew him on a fourth down. And uh, there's uh, some argument going back and forth. From what I've heard to the people that I respect, they're saying it was his own coverage. Ayuk did the right thing and sitting in a window there to make it easy for Jimmy. And Jimmy um, overthrew him there. But, but Jimmy didn't come out and say that. But then on top of that, Today in the press conference, Jimmy comes out. He says he was pay- playing through pain. Listen to this. He says, it affected my throwing motion. Are you kidding me? It, <laughs> your job is to throw the ball with accuracy. <laughs> he said it so nonchalantly like, oh, it affected my throwing motion. I was fine. Are you? What are you doing out there? And how do you expect to play like this? But on top, if, if you're that hurt, if it's affecting your throwing motion, say it after the game. Put it on yourself. You know, why, why kind of hide it? Right. It's just, yeah, it's exactly. And then it kind of triggered another memory there, right? Where, which was starting to piss me off about Jimmy G because he's saying, that's just the kind of guy I am. Like, you know, I put the team, I put the team first. You know, I'm going to go out there. It's my team. He said that, you know, I'm going to go out there and and do whatever I can to help the team win or or tough it out or whatever. But um, he's pulled himself out in the past. I mean, they were going back to New England. There were former players on record saying that, man, like he he pretty much, you know, bitched out after his shoulder injury. <laughs> yeah. like he kind of, you know, made a business decision to sit it out and, and uh, Jacoby Brissett had to come in last minute to play. So what, what happened to the whole, well, that's just the way I've always been putting the team first and, you know, toughing it out for my team, for my guys. He didn't do that back in New England. And then going back to this game. Right. He's saying, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to put the team first. Sometimes being the leader or sometimes being the main guy is realizing that, you know, maybe you're not the best person for the job or realizing like shit right now. I'm hurting the team more than I'm helping it. Yeah. That, that reminds me of Tony yeah. Romo and, and, and Dak Prescott and, and the way that Tony Romo stepped down. And that was uh, that was uh, that was awesome. The way his, his speech was was awesome as well. But anyway. 
I'm going to go over the timeline here, this this timeline with Jimmy G and, and the, what happened with John Lynch's tweet. Wait, wait, and, one one last oh, thing. Because right. <laughs> Jimmy G got me fired up right now. I feel my blood pressure <laughs> we're, increasing. We're still going to talk about it. And we're still going to talk on about it. On that wide open, wide open mess to juice, the eight-year veteran that is Jimmy G said in, the, in this conference after the game, that he was too excited, and what that's why. Heck? That's why he overthrew me. I don't know if you guys <laughs> caught that or saw that in the press conference. I, did, I didn't catch that. But he pointed out as him saying that he, he was so wide open, he was overly excited, and it just ah, it got away from him. Are you <laughs> kidding me, man? An eight-year veteran was overly excited and overthrew him. Man, you better miss me with that bullshit. Go on, P. That's it. That's all I'm gonna say for oh, I mean, lack yeah. of accountability. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. So let's go over this timeline. We might get into some conspiracy shit because why not? It's fun if we <laughs> want to. So all right. Jimmy G sucks on Thursday night football. <laughs> right. As we said, he takes zero accountability. Um, I, I just think he's just not a person of integrity. I, I feel like this year he's he's gone even lower on my likability scale here. Um not not uh, long after that, John Lynch supposedly accidentally likes a tweet during Christmas Mass that says Jimmy G should be left in Nashville. It has a, a picture of, of a man like staring on the outside of the plane through a window, uh, something along those lines. And of course, that that makes the news, and yeah. people didn't even believe it was it was liked by John Lynch, but apparently it was because he comes out and he yeah, apologizes. He came out with the statement. Yep. So that we we can talk about that. Why don't we talk about it now? What'd you make of that John Lynch tweet? And do you think it was an accident? <laughs> let's let's start with uh, Carlos here. What's what are your thoughts? What what really happened? They're walking through <laughs> detective. Well, let, let me just let me just walk it through it. Right. I think again, I'm gonna judge Judy. If it doesn't make sense, it's probably not true. Okay. So first of all, John Lynch, you're in church. Why are you even pulling out your phone? <laughs> Why are you even pulling out a phone to look at Twitter in church? But anyway, he pulls out. That's what he said, that he was in a Sunday mass. Maybe the priest wasn't doing a good job or whatever it was. But he brings out his phone. And no matter what, I mean, as you scroll through it, he comes across this tweet. He has to somehow stop on it and then like the and push the little heart. Yeah. So I, I just don't see how you accidentally just, you know, like it. I don't know if he was pulling out his phone. His wife caught him like, what are you doing with the phone? He tried to put it away quickly and he somehow <laughs> somehow liked it. I just um I, I, I don't I don't know. I, I will say that I don't believe it. I don't I don't think that he liked it by accident. I think it's it's you know what are the odds of him liking that specific tweet? Um so I, I don't think it's true. Yeah, I, and I heard he hadn't liked. I mean, we could probably look it up that like he hadn't liked the tweet like in five months or something. And then all of a sudden, he likes this one. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Tony. Well, to to me, what's um what I take away from that is it, I'm kind of curious to what I guess um John Lynch's as Twitter feeds looking like. You know, if tweets like that are popping up, you know, you know, kind of what you see on on your Twitter is kind of like you know from people you follow, what they retweet, kind of what they like. So. I, uh, it makes me kind of curious to see, wonder if he's seen like all this other Jimmy G hate, you know? Um, so he, maybe he, he is kind of reading the writing on the wall and, and seeing how fans are really feeling. I, I think he accidentally liked it. Uh, you know, it happens. Maybe he was just kind of going through it and 
you know, I know Pablo has a little bit of a different theory, but <laughs> I, I, I believe it. Man, Tony, you believe that? <laughs> so, so there's several things that several things that I that I've been thinking about. Uh, one is, you know, could a bit could it have been one of his kids that had his phone and, and liked it potentially? His kids are older, right? I know. You that, I don't man. think so. His kids are older. Maybe not, right? Maybe not. Um, the other thing I know is, and I'm trying to find the tweet right now, but I believe it was addressed to Matt Mayoko. John Lynch and someone else. There's a possibility that maybe Lynch thought it was coming from Matt Mayoko or something along those lines. And, you know, maybe he really thought it was, he just thought it was, hey, it's funny, it's a joke. Let's see, I, I just pulled it up. It was addressed to Matt Mayoko, John Lynch, and SF49ers tweets. So, and it was actually a GIF of, of, a, of a man staring from the, on the outside of the airplane looking yeah. through a window. Okay, so I'm thinking maybe he saw Mayoko's name on there. He thought, is this for Mayoko? It's funny. I'm going to, you know, and he liked it. That's another possibility. More innocent, right? Mm. Uh, the other possibility is, you know, he knows he knew exactly what it was. He liked it, but he didn't know that others could go in and look at his likes. Like, he, maybe he thought the likes were just for himself. Like, yeah, he yeah. didn't know yeah, others could publicly go through his likes. Like, oh, shit, they, they can see. <laughs> so, I mean, I would say the, the more likely thing is that, you know, he's human. He knows the situation. They weren't trying to move away from Jimmy for no reason. He probably thought it was funny. He just didn't realize who it came from, potentially. Um, but it just doesn't look good. You can't do that, right? No. So he got caught. He got caught there slipping. I don't think it was an accident. That's I don't, I don't buy that. And especially, like... If you're Lynch and you know, okay, whatever I do publicly on social media or whatever is gonna get scrutinized, I would think you're extra you're you are extra careful when you are on Twitter, either sending out tweets or retweeting mm -hmm. or liking stuff. But yeah, maybe I think that's a good point. Maybe he didn't know that people could see his likes and. But yeah, for reference, everybody out there, yeah, people could see your likes, and it'll pop up uh, like, oh, the, you know, if you're following someone, you say they they liked a certain tweet. Yeah. So who knows? I'm more curious to see who who he followed that you know why that tweet popped up on his thing. Or it could also just be people at, like making a bunch of comments and at you know doing a, at, at John Lynch and I'm just, right now. I think everybody's on the quarterback thing, right? Either like either stick with Jimmy or abandon Jimmy and you know get him out, yeah. do the right thing, John. So so I mean John, then, you know, he's a general manager, he's watching the game, the teams work so hard and Jimmy like we said, Jimmy single handedly lost this game for the team. There's a lot you could put blame on, on the defense if you want because it allowed so many third and long conversions, it was ridiculous. But that was not necessarily surprising to us, right? We knew our secondary was a weakness and that a coach like Vrabel would eventually crack the code and, and start attacking the secondary. But even then, I mean, holding them to 17 points and shutting them out for a whole half was pretty impressive, uh, at least to me. Yeah, no, it's, it's falls squarely on Jimmy G, in my yeah. opinion, for sure. So, Okay, so anyway, Jimmy G sucks. John Lynch likes that tweet. <clears throat> then next, all of a sudden, we find out on Monday morning – about Jimmy's injury. This is from an audio press conference. I'm. I think I'm hearing my echo. Do you guys hear an echo? Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't. You guys still there? Yeah, yeah we can hear you. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna have to speak through my echo here, and hopefully it doesn't show up in the audio when we post it. 
So the injury comes up Monday morning. Uh, Shanahan says it's a sprain. Later, Ian Rappaport reports that. I'm hearing. I'm getting a lot of feedback now. Yeah, that. Yeah, we're like echoing a bit, and it's kind of like cutting in and out. I don't know. I'm not doing anything though on my end. Oh, there you go. Now it sounds normal. Okay. So Shanahan's on one page saying it was a sprain. Ian Rappaport tweets saying it's a torn UCL. And, you know, of course, Ian Rappaport, he's probably connected to Jimmy G's camp, Jimmy G's mm -hmm. PR group or whatever you want to call it. And they're probably trying to say, oh, well, Shanahan didn't make it out to be exactly what it is. It's actually uh, a torn UCL and something with a bone, a bone fracture, which was later clarified to say it is a bone fracture, but it's not a part of the bone that moves or anything like that. So it's, it's more of a pain tolerance thing when it comes to that. Um, Shanahan did clarify today it was a grade three sprain. Um, and then we, you know, it happened in the second quarter and he thinks it, it probably did affect Jimmy G, et cetera, et cetera. We know Drew Brees had a similar injury last season where he missed six weeks, but Jimmy and Kyle were both confident thinking that he might play this weekend. What do you guys, what do you guys make of that? Whether he, you guys think he'll play or it's all a smokescreen? Um, I'll let, I'll let Carlos go first on this one. Is Carlos, Carlos still, still there? You might've, you might've gone on baby duty. Well, I guess I'll go then. Um, I think it's all smokescreen. I, I think it's all to, to try to make the, the Texans prep for, for two different quarterbacks. Although if you're smart, you know, the Texans would probably just, just start prepping for Trey Lance as for, for Jimmy G. There's not much to prep for. Um, I, I did find it interesting that, that, you know, Shanahan came out, you know, and, and said that it wasn't as serious and it made out to be, but it, it makes sense for Jimmy's camp to kind of try to save face, right? They, they know Jimmy G's on his way out. So the more they could kind of save face as to why he performed poorly, um, the, the better, but to me, this is, this is the exact same reason why Trey Lance is here in the first place, right? Cause Jimmy G could not stay healthy. You know, even, exactly. even even this season, he missed one game earlier, right? Where, where, where Trey Lance started, but this this is why this whole thing happened. This is why he Jimmy is in this situation. You know, just apart from his poor play, it was just his ability to to remain healthy. Still, he only has had one full healthy season, that being 2019. Besides that, you know, 2018 torn ACL, and then 2020 he missed pretty good amount of time with that high ankle sprain. But you know, history repeats itself, and the it, to me, it seems like like we said, the decision has been made for Kyle Shanahan, and it looks like maybe the Trey Lance era has begun. Yeah, and it, and it looks like Carlos is having a Jimmy G performance. Um, <laughs> he's he's not able to come back on. Something's going on with his audio, so we'll try to keep it rolling in the meantime. <clears throat> I I agree with you, Tony. I think I think this is a smokescreen. I also think there's something to this timeline and the John Lynch thing and the injury coming up because the thing with the injury is no one mentioned that after the game, Grant right. Cohen says he saw Jimmy G open a, a water bottle in front of him <laughs> with his, with his uh, right hand and it, it didn't have any right. problems with it. We didn't it, notice Jimmy G like grimacing or, or, or holding his right hand at any point. It's just all really, really weird. The situation It's like he had a shitty game and the, and it's like, oh, you know what? Maybe Shanahan was as disgusted as those fans 
mm-hmm. and they're wanting it, to move on, but wanting to do it with grace. It's suspicious, and and even kind of similar to the to the last game Trey Lance started. Even in that game, right? I felt like the Jimmy G injury was kind of like a fluke. I feel like they were maybe just saying that to to kind of just give you know give Lance opportunity, but kind of make it seem like Jimmy G's injured, and if right. Lance played poorly well you know what jimmy g's healthy again he, he here he comes back which is eventually what happened right you know not, not that lance played poorly he he had that whole knee issue yeah um yeah. and so then lance came back in but same thing with this one you know who knows exactly what happened if it's as serious as jimmy g's camp said then like you said like you know where's the count the, the accountability during the game you know why jimmy i think jimmy g had mentioned that he only told the trainers but right the trainers tell you know, the head exactly. coach, something that's serious. Exactly. And then, and then wouldn't Kyle Shanahan adjust his game plan or even pull him and put in Trey Lance, not come out throwing? I don't know. It, it really is suspicious. Exactly. I, I agree. I think he's – and then the report said that Jimmy G tried to go out there and practice, and and he, he, he couldn't make it. He went back to the locker room. So I think – I think it's it's the last we've seen of Jimmy. At least, why, let's let's put it this way. Let's not jump ahead too much. <clears throat> I don't think he's playing this weekend. And if Trey Lance um, can do anything about it, maybe he could keep Jimmy on the bench uh, unless unless he falls flat on his face completely. Um, but I think it's more more than likely that Jimmy G's done. Um, and really, what what they're trying to do is just maybe Jimmy G's so to speak, taking one for the team and, and acting like he's going to try to tough it out and play to make the Texans plan for two quarterbacks, but he's really not going to play. I'm not sure what's going on there. It's, it's hard to believe anyone, especially after after John Lynch committed a sin and, number <laughs> one, checked his phone during Christmas Eve mass, uh, just to be clear there, and number two, lied about liking that tweet. He liked that tweet, man. He yeah. just got caught. Yeah, no, that's what I, I think he did like it. Whether it was an accident or not, who knows, you know. So the, the Jimmy G era may be over. I think we'll, we'll save speculation on, or, or not speculation, we'll save our thoughts on what we make of his era for a different uh, podcast or episode, um, just, just in case it's not actually over. Um, let's just get into a little bit more details about the game here before we go into... All right, can you guys hear me? Oh, there, there, you there go. we go. Right. I, was, I was hearing everything you guys were saying there. Uh, I don't know what the heck. I think Jimmy G is trying to hack into my system over here and <laughs> prevent me from speaking the truth. <laughs> but, um, you know, just, just to add to what you guys were saying, I think um, I, I do think that Trey will be starting. I think as we've seen in the past, Kyle likes to, for some whatever reason, play these games where he doesn't want to reveal who the starting quarterback is until the last possible moment, you know, just to try to make the other opposing teams prepare as much as possible, prepare for two quarterbacks. Like, it's very difficult to prepare for Jimmy G, man, miss me with that bullshit. (laughs) That's what I just said. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um, But you didn't say it with my passion, Tony. That's why. Oh. Sorry, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think at this point, what, what I was going to bring into it is I think Jimmy G, um, I think he is playing, you know, and making business decisions here where I think, you know, if, if you're on his in his camp, you want to, you know, spin this off as 
you know, you were, you, you did get hurt. It wasn't, you know, because okay. that you just suck that you were, it affected, it affected your performance. It affected your performance. Yeah. You know, it had it not been for this, you would have, you know, been there, you would have played or whatever. And, you know, let Trey go out there and, and do his thing, you know, kind of, you know, preserve yourself and, and onto the next team. You're, you're not the future of this franchise. It's done for you. Make a business call like you did back in New England. That's what I think. Um, and then also to just, you know, kind of the points you guys were making is like, you know, he's opening the water bottle. He's saying, you know, this and that he's fine. <laughs> and, and, you know, now all of a sudden it, it's like, you know, yeah, it really did affect my, my throwing performance. It's, it's really this, you know, UCL terror or, or strain and, you know, I have a fractured bone or whatever. And it's just really like you know from from one moment beans all smiles and not even a grimace of pain opening the water bottle to this it's like yeah. man come on but now that i think about it wouldn't the 49ers also want to i guess i guess try to make it seem like maybe the injury was a little bit more serious to try to save jimmy g's trade value you know kind of similar with with jimmy g's camp right they're trying to save face you know like oh the, the reason he played so poorly was because of the injury if you're the 49ers, don't you also want to kind of try to unless unless they just plan on cutting him out? Like like we don't we don't know exactly what's going to happen after this, right? Yeah, we don't. But but, but if if you're looking to trade him, I, no, I think at, I mean, at this point, Kyle just doesn't care though. No, I I, I, I I honestly think though that the, the quarterback market next year is is going to be more like a like a seller's market. There's not going to be that many, you know quarterbacks on the move and if they are like Aaron Rodgers and Wilson they're gonna dictate where they go the draft class there's not a whole lot of buzz going around so I think I think the Niners do have the leverage here in terms of who you know who's gonna want to get Jimmy G yeah and it's no trade no trade clause does end after this year exactly so you know I I just don't and don't buy it and another thing though uh, is how much do, do you even trust Jimmy now is that let's say for whatever reason there's a miracle and he is able to go on Sunday, like how much do you trust that he'll be honest and say, you know what, the pain is too much, I, I can't do it, because he already failed to do that, you know, right? And so I wouldn't trust him, you know. And every time he's tried to play hurt, he, he's he's hurt the yeah. team. Like I remember but, Miami but, last year, he, he tried to play and he was throwing some horrible interceptions too. But like like you said, at this point, it's a business decision, right? Like he knows if he's hurt. If he goes out there and he plays terrible, it's just he's it's him gonna losing losing value, right? <laughs> Not only that, but I mean, one hundred percent healthy Jimmy G is an average, you know, quarterback at best. At best so yeah. imagine <laughs> a freaking, you know, seventy we, percent. That That's what I'm saying. I, I I don't know. It's just I guess there's some some topics there to go off to talk about Trey, um, but I I don't know. I, I just I'm really really hoping that it's all smokescreen and the fact that Trey will be playing on Sunday because I feel I will almost be close to, to vomiting if <laughs> Jimmy G just strolls out there on, on Sunday, man. Because I'm just – I'm really excited for, for Trey to play. So, God dang it, man. I, I think either way, Jimmy G screwed, you know, whether he's benched because he played bad or whether he's not playing because he's hurt. Because look at his injury history, right? Mm-hmm. What What team – is going to give him a big contract or want to trade for him if if you can't count on him most of the time. So, you know, it's yeah. like Tony said, we knew this was going to happen at some point. It's happening now. The timing is not horrible. Trey Lance should look better. He's had several more weeks to prepare. He's supposedly coming off, you know, one of the, his best months of practice. 
it's a couple of games left uh, before we potentially make the playoffs. There's pressure on Trey Lance to perform well to make the playoffs, and then there will be pressure on Trey Lance in the playoffs as well. So it's it's a good spot uh, for him to come in, and and we'll talk Perfect more about spot. the Texans too. Yeah. But mm-hmm. but yeah, we I think we all agree Trey Lance should start regardless of Jimmy G's injury or not. We've been asking, yep. we've been wanting that. Uh, the, the receivers better be ready to catch his, his fastballs, though, is what I'm saying. We don't want to drop passes left and right again. So, and and I mean, I think for me though, I I uh, from what I've seen Jimmy G these past weeks, and you know, from what I I went back and looked at looked at the tape from the Seahawks game, I went back and looked at the the tape from the the Cardinals game, and you can clearly see against the Seahawks, he was a jittery rookie, you know, just making his NFL debut here in the headlights yeah against the cardinals again number one to start off with it was a horrible game plan by kyle shanahan he was he was still stuck i don't know where but he was not calling good plays he was in a funk you know it was a random 16 times it was just a really bad really bad um not the way okay. you'd want to start a rookie off. Not at all. <laughs> but even in that game, he threw the interception, but you can see him kind of calming down and make and making plays, you know, putting, you know, zipping the ball, extending plays with his legs and doing all that stuff. You can clearly see, okay, from the Seahawks game to the Cardinals game, you know, he did look much better. And I genuinely believe that had he not got hurt in the Cardinals game, he would have played again against the Colts. And I really do think that we could have won that game against the Colts. And I think maybe then at that time, he, you know, takes the reins from Jimmy Mm -hmm. G. But just the way it all happened, you know, it wasn't the case. But what I was going to, I said all that to say this is that I do think that even if Jimmy G does not have this, you know, thumb injury, I think that Trey Lance does give us a better chance to win, even though he's a rookie. Than Jimmy G, if Kyle were to ask him to do the same things that he's asking Jimmy G to do, I rookie or not, I think Trey Lance is better or gives us a better, you know, um, option to win. All right, and 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 let's talk about. So actually, before we talk about Trey Lance and, and expectations, and maybe Tony, we, we should do that for the um, for the yeah. Pre-game. So the way ahead. <laughs> I, I do wanna I, I do wanna mention something. Um a story that came out. Unless you were gonna cover it. Were you gonna cover the the uh the Fred Warner Fred Warner story? No, 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 I, oh, I was gonna do it in the pregame. We, we might as well do it now. We're talking about it, right? All right. So did you wanna uh talk about it? Yeah, I, I, I could talk about it. So Fred Warner recently um was it well I guess you know, there's there's been recent reports of just how Trey Lance and how he's been dicing up the the defense while while on scout offense, and um, you know Fred Warner told the the press that he he this happened from a conversation that he had with Trey Lance after he pulled them aside after being frustrated in practice with how how conservative uh, Lance was throwing, and Fred Warner said, I think early on in the season working on the scout team. He was more playing things a little safer and using his legs a lot, trying to extend and to run and didn't want to throw an interception. For his sake, I'm like, listen, this is your opportunity to take chances and develop in that part of your game. Take a chance. See if you can fit the ball into tight spaces or you can throw on the run and make a pass downfield. And ever since that conversation, 
you know, Lance just completely has, has, I guess, grown in practice. And is, as Paulo mentioned earlier, he's won a bunch of, uh, I guess, scout team player of the weeks and, and things like that. But to me, is it why did a defensive player, you know, and this is, you know, very big props to Fred Warner, right? But why did a defensive player have to tell Lance to take more chances at work and not the head coach? Or the quarterback coach. Or the quarterback coach. And yeah. this, is, this is kind of what I've been saying for a long time is, you know, I, I know Shani is a great play caller. No doubt. I don't doubt him in that that part. It, it's his his head coaching ability is where I have my reservations and whether or not he, he can develop Lance. And, and something like this, I mean. That's a big one what, right what, here. What, what, what do you guys think, Pablo? Yeah, I know exactly as you said. You know, this is – like I like I like I tweeted out myself, quarterback 101 from Shanahan or his quarterback coach should have been like, hey, this is a scout team. Don't worry about it. Take your chances here. That's what practice is for. Push yourself to the limit. Find out what you can and cannot do with your arm, with you know, with your accuracy. You know, running around and, and being conservative. Uh, you know, that, that's something that it's it's easier to do. It's it's something that you can do during a game, especially if we're winning, if we're in control. But if the pressure is on, if we need to come from behind, you need to be able to know what you can do. Yep. So that's a talk that you have in the film room, practices, training camp, not, you know, week 17 or, <laughs> or this last month by a defensive player. That doesn't make any sense to me. That is disappointing. Um, you know, the, the other possibility is if we want to give some credit to Shanahan and his coaching staff is because I've seen this myself as a manager. Sometimes you, you tell a person or an employee things over and over and it just doesn't get through their thick skull. <laughs> so, and then so, all of a sudden someone else tells them another, a coworker or someone tells them and it, all of a sudden it clicks for them. So that, that's a possibility. I don't want to dismiss that. I, yeah. Uh, but uh, it just seems weird to me. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that was the situation. I mean, I, I think, you know, from what I've heard of Lance, he's very coachable, you know, he's very poised. I, I think if his quarterbacks coach, you know, told told him to do something and practice. Let it rip. I, I, you know, let it rip. I, I think he would let it rip. You know, but I don't know what the heck there. This is this is what happens when you sit behind Jimmy G. You know, Lance Lance was watching him. Okay, throw it to the linebacker. All right, dump it off. Okay, don't go deep. Okay. So so now I'm worried. Someone needs to tell Trey Lance it's okay to make mistakes. You know, he's gonna he's gonna make mistakes. But the thing with Trey Lance that we're all expecting, and, and we'll see, is that he can also make plays that Jimmy G can't. So, yeah. so the thing is, Jimmy G can't make up for his mistakes, but Trey Lance can. And, and it's the same thing with Kaepernick. You know, he, he'd, sometimes he'd throw an interception, but he'd make up for it by running for 70 yards or throwing a 70-yard pass. So, uh, again, Trey Lance, uh, we will be uh, critical of him, but remember, he's got a long leash. We're talking about, you know, three years, two years minimum. Where we're going to be evaluating him, um, so right. it's not it's not going to be the same thing as with Jimmy G. Right, you know, an eight-year vet, he's thirty, he, he shouldn't be making these mistakes anymore. Yeah, not only is Lance a rookie, but I mean, he's this guy's raw. I mean, he's twenty-one. He hasn't played a full season in what, like two years or something like that. So yeah, he only so, played one game last and then, season. And I already know there's going to be fans that are, that are going to try to criticize him, similar with Jimmy G. But I mean, come on. You know. No, but but that's the thing, though, right? If they're already, if an argument can be made that Jimmy G and Trey Lance are comparable, then Jimmy G has already lost. 
Yep. Because he's the eight-year veteran. The whole we see Jimmy, you know, it's better for Trey Lance to sit because I mean Jimmy G sat for three and a half, four years, whatever it was. And if he if he's still comparable to a rookie, then he's already lost. Exactly. Um, and to be to be clear, uh, Carlos, sorry to interrupt you. Just to be clear, we've been on the um, um, bandwagon of, for Trey Lance in terms of having him start from the beginning of the season and, and yep. turning the team over to him. Um, mm-hmm. So it, just just to make it clear for for anyone that's yeah, really and and I, and I this. think and I think you're either on the fence that you believe that Jimmy G gives us the be- the better chance to win, or you're on the fence, or you're on the side that says you know no, I think. Trey Lance gives us the better chance to win or it's just it's better for the overall development of Trey Lance to play now because Jimmy G is not going to you know get us to the Super Bowl. I at this point would rather lose these next few games with Trey Lance playing and miss the playoffs than have Jimmy G play and potentially make the playoffs and get bounced in maybe the the, the first or second game. I don't know about you guys. No, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't put it that way or say it that way because, I mean, number one, I, I hate losing. I don't want to lose uh, or go into a game, you know, you know, just hoping that we would lose or anything like that. But because I do think that once you get into the playoffs, once you get into the dance, anything can happen. You can get hot or whatever it can be. Um, but I just believe that we can get hot and take teams by surprise and make a crazy run as, you know, as out there as it may seem with Trey Lance over Jimmy G. Um, and then also what I wanted to touch on was the, the Kyle Shanahan thing where I, I'm not surprised that he didn't say anything. If, if you know, everything is revealed, I would be more, be, uh, on the side of believing that it was Fred Warner alone that came up to him and, and had a talk with him. Because I do think that Kyle Shanahan, he's just very focused on the offense and on the offensive game plan and doing this yep. and doing that. Where, I mean, he didn't really coach up CJ Beathard. He didn't really coach up Nick Mullins. He didn't really, you know, coach up Jimmy G. If anything, I think Jimmy G regressed from 2017 either it was his injury or just the complexity of the playbook where it's too too much or whatever mm-hmm. uh, but again something that i've said before and you touched on it earlier tony was that i think kyle shanahan sometimes he needs you know decisions or things done for him and they just work out in his favor um and i think this is one of them fred warner you know kind of went up to trey lance and you know had a talk with them and it's paying dividends in practice you know, not through, not by the makings of, you know, of of Shanahan, because Ayuk did say, you know, yeah, Shanahan did approach me, and we eventually, had a talk or whatever, eventually. Right? Uh, well, well, now that, we got to find out if if Warner and, talked to him as well. <laughs> and that and that's a, but that's an offensive player. I mean, this isn't the first time too early in the season, right? John Lynch came and he spoke well, to the team, and that well, Trey Lance is an offensive player too. And... But what I've always said is that I think Trey Lance. He needs to go outside of the, and it's sad to say, but he needs to go outside of the 49ers facility, outside of Shanahan, outside of, of his quarterback coach, and really, you know, go either to Tom House or to Kurt Warner or whoever it is to get pointers or, or improve his game in the offseason. Just because I think Shanahan can just scheme things up, but in terms of mechanics, in terms of, you know, 
just being an overall better, you know, quarterback footwork and everything, I, I don't think we have the right people in the building, you know, sad to say. No, and I don't think we have for a very long time. <clears throat> but, you know, as we kind of mentioned already a little bit earlier, you were talking about making playoffs and not making playoffs. Let's just go ahead and, and get into, I guess, the current playoff picture. Uh, as of right now, five teams, I believe, have clinched the a, a playoff spot. Uh, the number one seed, the Packers, sitting at 12-3. and three. The, the Cowgirls, uh, second seed, 11-4. and four. Rams, third, 11-4. and four. And Bucks, also 11-4. and four. So I would say the top four teams, any of those can still make a push for, for that first week bye and, and that number one seed. After that, the, the Cardinals, who have been on a losing streak, are the fifth seed at 10-5. and five followed by the 49ers at 8 and 7 at 6 and the Eagles also 8 and 7 7 seed and in the hunt and right behind you know the Eagles and the 49ers are the Vikings, Falcons and Saints all are 7 and 8 now the 49ers can make a playoffs can make the playoffs this Sunday if they beat the Texans and the Saints uh lose or if the 49ers win the next two games and they're in yeah, those are the two easiest yep. right. uh, it, it, scenarios right yeah. there. Either we control our own destiny, win the, the last two games, and we're in or win at least one game, and the Saints lose one, and, and we clinch that way as well. Yeah, and there's a whole lot of different things. but like, Yeah, I, yeah, I think those, those are, are the simplest those, those ones. Those are the simplest <laughs> ones. And, yeah, because and... it, it can get crazy. I would just say it can get crazy yeah. if you get into a three-way tie. Um, even though we have head-to-head tiebreakers against the Eagles and Vikings, if you get into a three-way tie, the head-to-head and, and Falcons, it gets right? thrown out the window. And Falcons, um, they those get thrown out the window, and then you go to conference record. And then in conference yeah, yeah. record, we're not as good as the rest of them because we lost twice to Seattle. So if for some reason, I guess the third thing you will want to remember, right? We said it again. The first thing is Niners win the last two games. We're in. The Niners win at least one game. But the Saints lose one. I believe that we're in as well. Um, the third thing is that if at some point we're in a three-way tie, the Niners are going to be out of luck because of our conference record. So you don't want yeah. that, right? <clears throat> Maybe we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, and like Pablo, Pablo mentioned earlier, I mean, what a perfect if this truly is the beginning of of the Trey Lance era. I mean, I can't imagine of a more I think perfect situation for for him to come in i mean these are two very important games one against a texans team that you know isn't so great but coming off a big win which we'll get into and then not following that you know playing a a division rival in a in a very good team against the rams and then after that you know potentially a playoff game so all scenarios in which we would want to see trey lance you know playing and and really see how it does and i mean for him i mean this this is really a, a big, big opportunity for him to kind of, I guess, uh, show show what he's been working on, right? And kind of show how he's, he's progressed and why he was the third overall pick. Yeah, and, and I think we, we went earlier in the year from saying, man, Trey Lance is going to play meaningless games or, man, this sucks, right? Like if you put yourself yeah. in his position, they traded up so much to get me and it seems like my head coach, the only way he's going to put me in is if there's nothing to play for, right? right. So and, now, you know, fast forward to December 29th, and there is a, a very likely possibility that the, the 
playoffs hopes and the outcome of the season will ride on you know his play and we did mention earlier that you know maybe it might take him three four games to kind of figure it out before playoffs right i mean he'll get two but or at least hopefully get two knows jimmy g might he's tough man he might he might tough it out (laughs) (laughs) man i i was really hoping that today they would announce that we're going to put him on injury reserve but i i don't know how in the hell you know he's still optimistic about playing on sunday and then another thing we didn't mention that kind of also pissed me off a little bit was george kittle man i i haven't really seen george kittle throw his support for trey lance uh, like, I remember I touched on that before. The man. way I, the way I, the way, well, you touched on him just trading him possibly. But no, um, it was also that he, he wasn't, he no, was he did. backing Pablo, up Jimmy. Pablo mentioned it. Yeah. He yeah, did he? Okay. He yeah. He wasn't yeah. necessarily backing up Trey Lance. My bad, my bad. But yeah, it, it just really seems, I don't know if that guess Jimmy G's really his boy and I don't know what, or I don't know what, but I'm really disappointed that, I mean, George Kittle, at least the quote that I saw, he's like, oh, I'm very confident that Jimmy G will be out there on Sunday. But at least you can throw in, you know what? You know, I'm, you know, Jimmy G is trying to trying his best to get back on the field. But, but regardless but who's in, regardless you know, who's I, in, I believe in Trey Lance. I've seen him in practice. He yeah, looks great. Yeah, like, you know, a great point. we're ready to roll. Yeah. And so I don't know. To me, that just kind of like pissed me off a little bit from George. Disappointed, you know, a team captain, and whether he he likes it or not, uh, you know, Dude. with his contract extension, is more than likely that Lance is going to be his quarterback at one point. And and this will be the first game I think Kittle plays with Lance because the Cardinals game, uh, Kittle was was out. He had him in Seattle. He had him in yeah, the Seattle but, game. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I, I mean, it was it was it wasn't yeah. for the whole game, but he, he did have him in but, Seattle. But two co- completely different sides of the spectrum, right? One captain supporting Jimmy G, another captain Fred Warner on the other side of the ball, encouraging Lance to to take yeah. more chances and work on his game. I mean. Wouldn't you also also expect that from Kittle, like as, as a tight end? As well, a, as Carlos, a Carlos is sounding like me. This is exactly what I, Carlos. You need to go back, listen to that episode. <laughs> you were defending Kittle. You were saying, "Nah, I think that's, Kittle will will, will jump true. on the bandwagon." Well, and... well, no, but that's what I'm saying, though, right? <laughs> what I'm saying, what I was saying is, I think George yeah. Kittle will jump yeah. on the bandwagon once it's official. Oh, the Trey Lance era has begun. Yeah, but still, where it's disappointing is that you know you have this 21 year old kid. He's young. You know, a lot of things are going through his mind. I'm sure, you know, don't, you know, don't fuck this up, Trey. You know, okay, let, let's do this right way or whatever. But I mean, it'd be nice if you know the the one of the top NF you know, top titans in the NFL has your back. Just simply saying, you know, I really hope Jimmy G is available on Sunday. But yeah. if he's not, I'm fully confident that Trey Lance can get it done. Right. Just and, and oh, we, that's it. That's all. What would have been nice to hear, but and we don't know what 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 happens behind closed doors, right? But it 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 maybe goes back to the beginning, you know, is the locker room split? You know, do some players want Lance? I mean, remember they were, the way they were talking about him during the off season, that he was like a generational player. And then Trent Williams said, well, Jimmy's nah. Jimmy, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, who know who knows, who really knows, especially right now, you know, what's going on. If, if there is a split. We'll find out. They better get behind him if he plays well and wins. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah. Kittle will request a trade wherever Jimmy goes. Nah, I'll be uh-huh. that'll be terrible by Kittle. <laughs> no man. Yeah, but you know, looking forward to to this Sunday. Play 49ers play the Texans at home. The Texans are four and eleven and third in the AFC South, and they're coming off a huge, 
huge win over the Chargers. That's unbelievable, man. They they beat them forty-one to twenty-nine. I didn't watch the game, but, but I mean, from from what I, I understand, I, I I thought it was more like a like a the Chargers had a lot of COVID-related issues. No, it was the Texans. The Texans were decimated by COVID. I I, I heard it differently. I thought that that it was a, the the, the, the COVID against the Chargers. The Chargers, I think, were missing. I know they were missing their receiver Mike Williams because he was on my fantasy team and he he was out. But I, I mean, mean they, they yeah, had every, every every team is dealing with the COVID issues right now. And even then, I don't think that's an excuse for the Chargers. To no, I, I disagree with that. I mean, the, the Niners. I mean, yes, everybody's dealing with COVID, but. Um, if your team or your head coach is out, that's a little bit different. Um, I, don't, I don't know I'm, exactly I'm, who was out, but yeah. What what happened is that um, the Chargers turned the ball over too many times, and Houston was able to take advantage. But I mean, they've got Herbert over there on the Chargers team. Um, I don't know. Bosa might have been out, uh, but I mean, look at the Texans team, man. Dave David Mills, Burkhead. I mean, their their squad is like. Like a B squad for most. I know, I know, maybe like three other players, you know, but that they, they, and forty-one points. I mean, they got they got whooped big time. Yeah, and it looks like it's kind of been a a, a theme. The Texans only have four wins, but in those four wins, they've they put up a, a pretty good amount of points. They beat Jacksonville twice, one the week one thirty-seven to twenty-one, and then week fifteen they beat them thirty to sixteen. They also beat the Titans. Um, yeah, they have a couple of quality wins. Yeah, pretty pretty impressive. Titans and Chargers, they beat the Titans twenty two to thirteen back in week eleven, and then obviously the, the Chargers win. So it seems like when they win, they 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 put up a lot of points. As Pablo mentioned, that they they turn the ball over, which surprisingly they do really really well. Um, we'll get we'll get into that. Um, yeah, just just to confirm that the Texans did have a lot of COVID players out as well. Yeah, okay. but but the Chargers were out. Joey Bosa. The running back Austin Eckler, the receiver Mike Williams, and their center Corey Lins- um, Lindsley were out for the Chargers. But even with those guys out, yeah. and even if the Texans had the Texans had their starters, you'd still expect the Chargers to the the Chargers yeah, to win. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. So both, let's give them credit. I think you know they're, they're they're dangerous. So for some reason they're able to beat quality teams, and you know the 49ers can't can't overlook that. So yeah. And once you get over to the, I guess the the stats for 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 both teams. So, but really quick assume? before you get into that, Tony. So Day, Davis Mills is his, his name, I believe, the quarterback. Rookie was drafted quarterback, in the yeah. third yeah. round. Yeah, Stanford. Uh, from from what I heard, he started. You know, like he played like eight games, wasn't doing so well. Then um, the other quarterback came in, Tyron Taylor. Tyron Taylor came back, but then I think he might have gotten hurt again. And and now Davis Mills has looked better in his in his last few starts, um, from what I've from what I've uh, heard. So just wanted to throw that out. So it is rookie versus rookie if Trey Lance starts. Yeah, rookie versus rookie, and also Texans with the rookie head head coach. I believe he he was also head coach at the college level, but as far as I guess in the NFL level, it's his first head coaching stint. Yep. Um, but going into into both teams, total offense, the 49ers ranked 10th in yards per game and 14th in points per game. So pretty good, which they, they've kind of stayed consistently around that area. Texans, pretty terrible. Um, 32nd in yards per game, 31st in points per game. Uh, moving over to the defensive side of the ball, 
49ers in are fourth in yards per game and 18th in points allowed per game. Texans, once again, bottom of the pack, 30th in uh, yards allowed per game and 29th in points allowed per game. Now, the turnover differential is where it gets pretty interesting. The 49ers are 23rd, pretty terrible as we've been all season, especially, you know, last week. They are negative four. Um, with turnover differential, 17 takeaways, 21 giveaways. And the Texans, surprisingly, are 13th. They're plus three, 24 takeaways and 21 giveaways. So they give away the ball as many times as the 49ers, but they also take it away a, a whole lot more, which is maybe why they've had some a couple impressive wins, as Paulo mentioned. Yeah. And so <clears throat> going to, uh, to our GPM game, game predictor metric, it predicts that the 49ers will win, um, I believe, by a pretty Primal. large margin, 15 yeah. points, which yeah. is kind of along the lines of uh, the Vegas odds. The Vegas have the 49ers favored by by negative 14.5 uh, points. Um, so pretty pretty close um, to, to what Vegas, Vegas has, and that's... Also, because the 49ers also have home field advantage, so it gives them a little bit of an extra boost there. But, Paulo, do you want to take us through through the GPM? Yeah, let, let's uh, talk about it. And it's pretty straightforward. Um, the 49ers win in all categories except for special teams. No surprise <laughs> there. Yeah. Once again, you know, please fire Richard Hightower. Even if Trey Lance starts, we still believe he's a better quarterback in this system and Shanahan's system than Davis Mills. Uh, of course, our head coach is better over offense, defense. Again, it's very straightforward. It's just special teams is the area to look for. Um, if we want to talk about their defense, they're not good at stopping the run. They are good at taking away the ball. So that that's going to be the main thing there to look for is a turnover battle. Because against the Titans, we dominated that game. We we had more yards than they did, but Jimmy G threw those two interceptions and they didn't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. And that's what ended up uh, costing us there. Yeah. Of course, missing wide open and, touchdowns is not a stat, but if it was, that'd be sticking out like a sore thumb as well. Yeah. A sore I thumb, think... get it? <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> I think there was a crazy stat. Like I think Jimmy G and the 49ers were like one and eight or something when, when we have uh one turnover or more or something something like that or when jimmy yeah. jimmy g throws an interception or something like that and that's because he can't make up for it no, <clears> as we said so uh, the texans defense they're not great at um rushing the passer they're not great in red zone defense um and they allow a lot of points to be scored so again it's a, it's like some people like to say it's a soft landing spot for trey lance it's a good team to play against at home in front of the home crowd Yep. Um, I don't know what. Else, there's really nothing else to say. There's no speculation on mm-hmm. if it's close on the quarterback or or close on head coach. It's it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Now, I think having said that, Vegas and the GPM, and especially I mean Vegas, we already know they have some fanboys there. But <laughs> I'm surprised the GPM, but it, it is what it is. You know, I, I don't feel as the, confident the, as the, the GPM does. The Texans are. <laughs> Texans are a bad team. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, they they are a bad team. They have a pretty terrible roster. Rookie quarterback, rookie head coach. I mean, it's just this you know Chargers that. game is scary, right? Yeah, I mean, right. If, yeah. if it wasn't for that win, I wouldn't be so worried. You'd probably call the Tennessee win a fluke. Yeah, I mean, it, it has the writings of what you can call maybe a trap game. You know, maybe yeah. we're, we're getting a little overconfident. I'm seeing fans saying 
you know, Trey Lance is going to light it up and, you know, it, this should be easy, but, you know, it's winning. Winning's not easy in this league. We've seen that. Yeah, we, we should win this game. No, no matter, you know, like, as Paul was pointing on the GPM, you know, the Vegas experts, everything, there really is no reason for us to lose this game, especially as we're inching closer, you know, toward the whole playoff talk, right? These are all meaningful games. Uh, that the team should be up for this one in terms of they, 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 they don't need this extra special pep talk. It's, it's goal time. Yeah. I mean, if the Niners lose this game, then we don't deserve to be in the playoffs no matter what. Though, so I mean, if I we agree. lose, like why, why do you even want to go to the playoffs like this, man? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. And I think going after that, what do you think are the 49ers keys to victory? And I think more intriguing to me is, you know, we saw a different Shea Lance offense earlier. Do you think we'll see it differently this Sunday? And how will that, you know, I guess, uh, affect the keys to victory? We'll start with uh, Pablo. Yeah, I'll combine those. Um, the key to victory will be Trey Lance running our offense as it's been run by Jimmy G and not the offense we saw against the Cardinals. Uh, you know, rely on the run game, rely on Eli Mitchell, do some play action, some some bootleg uh, for for Trey Lance. Let him take some deep shots if our O-line's protecting well. Uh, you know, give him some easy targets as he always does. Just let him run that offense. Um, protect yep. them. Give him easy throws. Give him, give him you know, the, the, the help he needs from some maybe some screens, some quick passes, build up his confidence slowly. All the things that you'd expect a good head coach to do. The, basically the opposite of what he did against the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, that was terrible, man. Poor, poor parents, too, were watching and they kept panning to them. That was terrible. And, and this is a game where he can have some hiccups. He can make some mistakes. Our team should still be able to overcome him. Our, our, our star players will will be required to make plays for Trey Lance, right? We don't want to see what we don't want to see is the dropped passes and the sloppy penalties, right? Mm-hmm. You, you yep. got a rookie quarterback, so everyone's got to come out to play. You got to expect he's going to make mistakes already, so you can't afford to make mistakes yourself, right? Now, the same thing can be said with Jimmy G, and that's why as Cardinals has said, you know, we might as well roll with roll with Trey Lance and and he can make up for him, but this is a great team to to start um this playoff run against hopefully carlos yeah i think i just um agree with what pablo said really is i i do not want to see trey lance you know ran you know 16 times you know heck even 10 times i think you know do the rpos or whatever maybe you know at most five design runs for him I, but I, even yeah, that's I maybe too many five. I, I only want to see him run the ball if it's a read option and if he decides to keep it. I don't think they need to be running him. Yeah, quarterback, I, I quarterback sneak maybe. Yeah, quarterback <laughs> sneak. Maybe. Every time I think of Trey Lance, I, and I think I might have seen this in the pre-draft that his his ceiling or his comparable was Russell Wilson, and I do think that I do think that you know uh, Trey Lance is a slightly bigger version of Russell Wilson. You know, minus the corny cheesiness stuff. Or whatever. We don't and know I that think, yet. <laughs> yeah, you have to be the team. <laughs> <laughs> well, we better know that now. But uh, I, I think, you know, he just let him extend plays as needed and use his legs at that point. But, you know, get away from all these, you know, power run Lamar Jackson type things because that's not what he is. 
Um, but just that, I, I really think, like, just think about it, like, as a drop-in replacement, right? Jimmy G went down, removed that cog, put in uh, Trey Lance and, ran, and run the same play action, you know, run first offense and, you know, take it from there. Because I think, as we've said over and over, Trey Lance will make the throws that Jimmy G can't. And, you know, he'll make similar mistakes maybe, but uh, he can also make extra plays with his legs and, you know, take deep shots. Yeah, I think all great points. Um, as you guys said, you know, Paulo, he's pretty much easing him in, easing him in, you know, getting him the ball to, to the playmakers. And I think this will also be a big uh, on Trey Lance himself. You know, I know you, I know you mentioned on the, you know, on the game plan, right? have the game plan set for Lance, but also for Lance himself to, I guess, kind of realize that the game is not entirely, he doesn't have to go out there and, and win the game for the 49ers, right? He he has a, a good team, that he has playmakers. I think he, he just needs to kind of, you know, re- realize that he doesn't need to do too much, right? I think that's a big thing and also something I think you'd want to see from him. But yeah, I think those are all, all great points. And so, see, we're already putting in our, our, our score predictions. Start with, with Pablo. What do you think is going to be the final score? I think the Niners win by 10, 27-17. Trey Lance throws for three touchdowns. We get a couple of field goals. Um, the Niner defense, I think, depending on this coaching staff, you know, like, like we've said before, a good co- head coach will find the weakness, which is our corners. I expect they'll take some shots. They'll get some penalties or some deep plays, and, and maybe they'll be able to put up some points. But um, I still expect the 49ers to win this game with Trey Lance. Even if Jimmy G were to play, of course, I'd expect this team to win as well. But um, it's time to move on. I think we do see Trey Lance, and um, he has a, a strong debut. All right. Carlos, what do you think? Yeah, I, I really, really hope it's the Trey area uh, era. <laughs> era on Sunday and by that what I mean is that we no longer see Jimmy G in a 49ers uniform on their way after this Sunday the once Trey steps in that's it and um, I think the 49ers win 28 to 20 I, I'm going to say that Trey Lance has you know around 250 yards passing damn you're um, getting into the stats and everything yeah, that's, <laughs> that's where I'm going I'm focusing on Trey 200 Man. yards passing. I'm going to say just uh, 20 yards rushing um, and two touchdowns. Okay. I think that the Fort Danners win, you know, obviously, I think I think they win 23 to 14. I don't think it's as high of a scoring game as both of you guys are saying. I think Trey Lance has a decent outcome in I mean, I hope he lights it up, but I, I, I think he, he's going to look raw. I think he's going to throw at least one interception early on in the game, probably a high ball like we've seen before. But I think, you know, the, the run game, you know, makes up for it. And Trey Lance also has one passing touchdown. All right. All right. Do you want to add anything on to yours? I see, I see you typing, Pablo. No, it's just, you know, like I said, three passing touchdowns is, is what I predicted. So oh, I wanted that's right. to catch it on record there um so we'll see it's hard to say either they're keeping us in suspense as far as who the quarterback's gonna be but like again like i've said i think it's a smokescreen and and trey lenzo start 
If not, right. we'll, we'll we'll be on uh, we'll be checking on Carlos for suicide watch. It's <laughs> been <laughs> man, especially because Jimmy G didn't practice today, man. So it's kind of like for Shanahan. Okay, which offense are you installing? Then are you gonna install? You know the offense for Trey Lance this Sunday, and then last minute yeah, put Jimmy G in there. Just, man, there shouldn't just... be there shouldn't be no installations, nothing new. It should be the offense as it's been ran. If, if anything, I'm hoping certain that... design plays here and there, like you said. Yep. But there, there, there shouldn't be there shouldn't be a whole new freaking offense. Like, all right, we're we're switching it up because yeah. If you know that, what, if anything, then Kyle should remain hopeful that Kyle that that Jimmy G will play, but he and then he doesn't, so that the his scheme. Or his plays are catered to both Jimmy G and Trey Lance. That way, we do get the Jimmy G quote-unquote offense for Trey. Oh, we'll see. Yeah. Well, I mean, even if Jimmy G starts your your Disney uh, fantasy of of <laughs> oh, that he'll come in at halftime. Yeah, he'll come in at halftime. Might be more of a possibility this time. <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll it'll finally come true. And we didn't we didn't really mention anything defensively. I I expect the defense to to play pretty well. They they've been doing pretty good the last couple of weeks, and even against a pretty pretty good Titans team, they they held them 17 points. And man, Nick Bosa, well, I know it was 20 didn't points mail. actually. Uh, oh, true, 20 points. I I know Nick, Nick Bosa, man. He disappointed me last week. What what happened to your boy Carlos? Everybody, oh, everybody, man. everybody had a sack last week, except Nick Bosa, who was going against. Backup lineman and, and a rookie nah, lineman. Yeah. Oh, jeez, Carlos. Because he was because he was playing one on one all the time, but one on one, then he should have got there. No, he wasn't. Mean? That's what. That's the whole point. Is that and... Vrabel as being a the being a disciple from Bill Belichick? He focused his game defensive game plan to take out Nick Bosa, and and he did have a tackle. I think a couple of big tackles for loss. I don't so remember him doing anything. The in that the, game. the exact the other linemen do not eat if no Nick Bosa is not in the game. Right now, you know who would you say is the most important defensive piece to the to this defense? My boy Federico. Yeah, right. you, better, you better miss me with that you, bullshit. Who, yeah, it, who it was got, still it was still a bit disappointing. Who got Trey Lance playing the way he's been playing in practice? It wasn't yeah. Nick Bosa. Well, that's why because that's why Fred Warner's like man. I can't make an impact on the field this season. I'm choking. I better make it off the field somehow. <laughs> that's, what he's do- that's what he's doing. Federico's a leader, and at least he's been accountable this season. And yeah. he has said it himself that he has been playing up to, to his level. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's no, good. I, I, I think, like Jimmy G. Yeah, Nick Bosa, I think, is one of the most honest players in the, pre- in the, in the press right. conferences. He always says, no, we, we, we sucked. We didn't do it. I think he was disappointed. I think he was disappointed in himself as well. I, yeah. I think, I think he, you know, he was getting at least a sack per game. And, and against this yeah. backup offensive lineman, I think he, he really thought he would get something. Yeah. So Yeah, like, like Carlos said, I mean, I just, I just like, like bagging on Nick Bosa because Carlos likes him a lot. Yeah, he no. he generated he generated a lot of no 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 no, no, no. silence and when he when he sacked emails well, we'll on, on when he, he sacked emails on Sunday you do not mills. celebrate you do because, not celebrate yeah. he has to come through <laughs> he has to yeah. come through I was gonna say I was gonna say I haven't Nick Bosa hasn't put up has he put up a game he maybe one where he's had two sacks that's it. No, he's had multiple I, sack no, games. He, he's had like one sack a game, and then there was one game where he, because he only has 16 yeah. sacks. He, he's only had like one or two games where he's had two sacks, I think. I, I want to see him put up a, 
like that in 2019, that crazy game against the Panthers where he, he got like two, three sacks and an interception. It was kind of yeah, pretty crazy. That's been his best game so far. But yeah, we'll say credit to Rabel. I think he was able to take Nicky B out and he took George Kittle out as opposed mm-hmm. to our defense letting A.J. Brown just run all over the place. So he Flashbacks he, to, to... And I tried telling Carlos... I so tried he, telling he, Carlos... Here, let me tell you. Nicky B had two sacks against the Eagles. Mm-hmm. He had two Terrible sacks team. against... He had two sacks against the Bears. Terrible team. He had two sacks against the Jaguars. And Terrible two sacks, team. Two sacks Terrible against team. the Bengals. We've played terrible teams. Who have we beat? Yeah. Who have we beat? Just the Rams. Just the Rams. Okay, okay then. Vikings, yeah. maybe. Exactly. Terrible. Nicky B doesn't control the schedule. He just plays in sacks, so he's <laughs> but, facing. But as Paulo said, Vrabel, Vrabel, and what like I tried telling Carlos was defending Shanahan last week. I told you, I said I think Shanahan's a better play caller, but I think Vrabel is a better head coach, and he showed it on Sunday. He, his team was shut out the whole first half, and he came out. and I'm surprised he didn't do it earlier. He adjusted, and they started targeting AJ Brown, and you know. Rabel just has, has has found ways to put his team in positions to win, and, and yeah. you know, it's took not George a... Kittle out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely Belichickian, if you want to say it that way, of him to do. He always tries to take your best player away and make you beat him with the rest of your team. So, I would say Debo's our best player, but it's harder to shut him down. He's gonna oh, run. Yeah. Or he's gonna catch or run with the ball. Yeah, and even at the end, I th- I thought he might he might have ran it all the way, but <clears throat> I think that's about does it for for the the texans you know matchup is, is there anything else you guys want to add excited for the trade answer at the begin i hope it is true um i hope that next week we're talking about uh, a victory a, a solid performance from trey lance and and perhaps we're talking about some of our best memories for jimmy g wishing him best of luck that's what i'm hoping for <laughs> Carlos? Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I just hope I, we see number five run out of that tunnel on Sunday and he's under center. Yeah, and, and you know, as we mentioned earlier, big uh, playoff implications this Sunday with, with mm-hmm. certain teams playing. Uh, as we mentioned, we the 49ers, it's ideal if the Saints lose. So the three main teams, the Saints, Vikings, uh, and Eagles and Eagles are, are the main teams um, that that are kind of I guess I wouldn't say in the way, but are kind of affecting the 49ers' path to the playoffs, right? And so those games: Saints versus the Panthers, Vikings versus the Packers, and the Eagles will play the Washington Football Team. So those three games will be, um, I guess, ones to keep an eye on, right? To to see. Hopefully, hopefully the Panthers can pull it off. And I have no idea what's going on there. I think I had read reports that Sam Darnold was coming back, but I, I, I have no idea. Um, Falcons too. We keep forgetting about the Falcons. They're, yes. they're, playing, the, they're playing the Bills. The Falcons. The Bill, Bills should take care of them. Saints versus Panthers. I, I could see that going either way. Yeah, Panthers. You know, are not doing um, good. and the, the Saints still don't have a, a, a thing now. They're on their rookie quarterback, Ian Book. They're hoping that. Um, uh, Taysom James, Hill comes back. Taysom Hill. Yeah. I mean, even then, it, it's pretty impressive that, and I think Paulo mentioned it last week that that they're even at the the record they're at with with their 
second and third string quarterbacks playing in it. If you yeah, wanna, they only, if, if you even want to call Taysom Hill a quarterback, which exactly I the 49ers only have one more win. So, you know, we've had this discussion before not to prolong this any longer, but we'd probably have a similar record if Trey Lance had started the, the whole season from the beginning. Yep. That a record probably wouldn't be much different or may, maybe even better, but not much worse. Yep. And besides those games, uh, obviously division games, Rams, Ravens, uh, that should be a pretty good game. I think Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson uh, should be back. And Cardinals versus the Cowgirls. Cardinals have been on a losing streak. Um, and who knows, maybe they continue to collapse. But, you know. And the Cowboys better not make noise in the playoffs. Yeah, terrible. I agree. I agree. Is there any other games or anything else you guys wanted to add? I think uh, I think we've left it all on the table here. Yeah, Carlos, I'm good. Counting got, the minutes to Sunday. Got, you have all the anger out. It's out. It's out. Are you even going to be here this weekend, Tony? Me. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, no. I'll be trying yeah, to. But man. you know what I've noticed? This last game that. That we watched together, we lost, and then I think the <sighs> when we went on the win streak, we no, yeah, together. <laughs> Miss me on that bullshit. I'll, I'm gonna have to. I think I'm gonna be on a plane while while the game starts. So who knows? All if, right. if American Airlines, I don't know if they have a uh, live TV on the plane. <laughs> man, you better, be. you better bury me with my smartphone when I die. I still want to watch the games, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone be flying anywhere when the game's going on. <laughs> well i think that right. wraps it up probably one of our our longer episodes but you know a, a lot, lot to, to be, talk a about, lot yeah. a lot to be said all right so till till next time peace Trey area. Yee, yee.